Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. has the same director as Beautiful Days, uh, but a different writer. Stairway to Heaven was written by Park Hae-kyung, and the shows that this guy, Yi Jang-soo, directed, um, he did, he's known for this like heaven trilogy, Beautiful Days, Stairway to Heaven, and Tree of Heaven. Tree of Heaven I have not seen, I'm probably never going to see, but Beautiful Days um is a good one and stairway to heaven is considered like a hallyu classic you could tell that the director for beautiful days and stairway to heaven is the same because there are many stylistic choices and production design choices that are similar for instance there are a lot of moments when kwon sangwoo tries to be this smoldering silent serious toxic rich guy in stairway to heaven trying to emulate Lee byung hun from beautiful days but it's terrible because Kwon Sang-woo's not that guy. You know, he's it's it's impossible for him to be that guy. Whereas for Lee Byung-hun, it's easy for him to be that guy. In Beautiful Days, Lee Byung-hun's character rents out a hotel suite just to propose to Cheju's character. And he drinks a lot of whiskey beforehand because he's so nervous. But he does it in this very, like, uh, collected, cool way. But in Stairway to Heaven, Kwon Sang-woo's character does the exact same thing. He rents out an entire hotel suite just to impress Chiju's character and lights candles on a cake and shit and like cries while looking at her face. And I'm like, have you kids ever heard of fucking? I mean, you're in a hotel room. Like, that's what that's there for. What are you doing sitting there touching each other's faces and crying over cake, huh? The restaurant locations are also the same. For instance, in Stairway to Heaven, Song Jung. Uh, Songju and Jungsa have an uncomfortable dinner with Yudi present because there's this like love triangle situation going on, and that was filmed at the same restaurant where Chiju, Dushiwan, and Ibyeon's character eat at, and also share this uncomfortable love triangle dinner as well. Beautiful Days has a lot of drama, but I feel like it's a tasteful drama, similar to how Arrival was, you know, a tasteful sci-fi. But Stairway to Heaven is a mess. It's called Makjang. Makjang literally just means the worst of the worst, a hot mess. And it's like, just imagine five red flags that are lit on fire with like dead babies dangling. There's like bloodshed and tears everywhere. Nobody knows who or how this will be cleaned up. But you keep watching because you got to see how it ends. You got to see what this what this was all about. What was this journey about? So Makjang is a strategy. Okay, Makjang as a genre, it's a strategy. It is televisuality, as John Caldwell would say. Uh, in his book, Televisuality. Televisuality has a lot of definitions, but one of the meanings is the aesthetic of excess and style. So Caldwell discusses this more in the context of 1980s television with the rise of cable and the hyper-competition that broadcasters were facing with their own decline in ratings. So this was out of a crisis that television was facing. And whether it be serialized TV shows, reality TV, or the news... Television felt this need to go all out of control, wacky, excessive, sensational, and gaudy with their visual product. So 
it's very on brand for the 80s, right? Just think about the hair and the pants and the accessories that they wore back then. Television was just as being, you know, over the top as they were. Makjang is the same. Makjang is a response to the IMF crisis in the 90s for Korea. And it's a way to get the people to tune in and to watch, but also to buy. So viewers in Korea would see accessories exchanged on TV shows and go buy them, whether it be cell phone chains at the time or necklaces like from that show Winter Sonata or hats and scarves like in the case with Stairway to Heaven. And this was very common in the early 2000s. I remember this. It's like the early 2000s in South Korea was like 1980s United States for TV shows. So makjang is excess, but more in terms of affect put a lot of emotion in there and how could there not be right the imf crisis was a big shifter for koreans it was emasculating for men suicide rates skyrocketed it was burdensome for women right because it set them back decades of progress a lot of them were you know laid off from their office jobs one could say that women were forced back into domestic duties that was yeah okay there was some truth to that however the fact is a lot of these women also had to work because they're men at home were also laid off so they these women had to go back to doing a lot of pink collar jobs okay so like waitressing working in retail etc so it's a shame for the entire nation right to get another country to bail them out so that's why the imf crisis is also emasculating for men because men equate money with masculinity so the excess you see on television is also in part a response to the barrenness that the Koreans felt. One way that humans respond to numbness is excessive consumption. That includes food, alcohol, and shopping. So I remember in the early 2000s, Korean fashion was like really, it was really a lot. Like there were a lot of accessories, things dangling everywhere. You know, there were like bell-bottom jeans with acid wash and cat whiskers on top of that there were like when the distressed jeans okay so excess like to show that it's been used up but that's also fashion there were um, a lot of like brooches and chains like dangling over t-shirts there were hats with big brooches uh, big jewelry um, i just remember early 2000s fashion was just like a lot it was just a lot in korea some of that over-the-top flexing through consumer goods is just to say I'm hiding my poverty. Forget being poor. I got money to spend. You guys are losers. I got money. That's how the nouveau riche respond. It's like poor people who become millionaires, they get real tacky with their spending. Um, but this is like middle class people expressing similar decadence through fast fashion, cheap spending, but on an excess of goods. So it's a way to hide their money problems. But of course, they're just revealing their money problems by being excessive with the cheap stuff. Today's guest is Christoph Schmidt. He is a dear friend, a very funny comedian based in Berlin. I once hosted a variety show at the Comedy Cafe in Berlin, and Christoph was my sidekick, and he was like the perfect person to have. He's great with improv. He's a great straight man, but can also get a little quirky himself. And I love Christoph. He's a father. I believe his son is about two years old now. Christoph is German, but he grew up in Venezuela, so he's very fluent in Spanish and German, but also English. And this is very common among people everywhere else in the world. They're fluent in multiple languages, but Americans, you know, we're fluent in one. And I feel like we need to really expand our repertoire and our cultural abilities. I always love talking to Christoph because he's not only a very funny guy, but he also shares really great insights and stories. Plus, he's a very good person. So let's talk to Christoph Schmidt. 
There he is. <laughs> How's it going, my man? It's all right. Yeah? <laughs> Should I complain? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. You're a dad. It's quarantine. Is it still locked down over there? Yeah. Till, I think, the end of March. Till the end of March? So the end of this month. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what that's they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what those people say, whoever they are. Yeah. They. <laughs> the royal they. The man. <laughs> that's what the man says. <laughs> it's good seeing you, man. Yeah, My God, cool. it's been forever. Yeah. Is your is your son feeling better? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fine. Like he got a vaccine. Oh. Not for Corona, but uh, for. Uh. Uh, or some shit. Else. Mumps and me- measles. Yeah, yeah some baby pox. stuff. Some baby shit. Some uh-huh. baby shit. And yeah. Uh, yeah, then you had a slight fever, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Healed it. So weird. I feel like I'm inverted. You're I'm inverted? inverted? No, no, no. You look great. <laughs> you look the same. <laughs> <laughs> to you, but you I never exactly... see myself. Like, is that uglier this way? <laughs> It makes me uneasy. No, no, you look great. I usually just hide myself. Like, I hide my face on the window so I don't look at myself. Mm. And it it helps sometimes. But, um. How do you do that? I just open up another. Oh, shit, I made myself bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I I just open up another browser or a window and I just, like, cover my face. Yeah. That's true. But, um,. I mean, like, what's fatherhood been like for you? Uh, it, I don't know. It's a, it is. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it's still like that? Okay. No, I mean, it's 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 a lot better than it used uh-huh. to be. Like, it's more fun because uh, now you okay. can actually do shit. Yeah. With your kid, but... Before, uh, before, before you were just, nothing. like, not sleeping. Yeah. yeah, you were not sleeping. The kid was not sleeping. The kid is just some yeah. weird thing that you can just not let die you know <laughs> yeah yeah just have to make it live yeah exactly mm-hmm. just yeah yeah but, but now, now now he's about two right he's, he's getting uh, to one be and two? a half okay yeah but now he's walking and uh he's about wow. to start talking wow yeah, he has he said anything words. yet yeah like he says a, i don't like dad mom he says dad and mom that's so he says sweet hands and uh hands. socks Oh, wow, he's smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he put socks on his hands. And, uh... <laughs> That's when you know very, you have a genius. Smart kid. Yeah, fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, well, Mozart in your hands, yeah. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. great. Yeah, was well, Mozart, wasn't, wasn't he, like, didn't he hear anything? Like, was, was Mozart, like, deaf? No, that was Beethoven. That was Beethoven, shit. Yeah. This is your own people we're talking about. They're not my people. Okay, well, they're kind of your people. They're like maybe half your people. Half my people. Yeah, I guess. Didn't get any Um, royalties, though. Yeah. I mean, but it's it's kind of a a weird time, no, to have a young child. Like, you know, you can't really see your family as much and all that fucking weirdness. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, I don't care. It's better that they're away. it's, it's It's not like he sees his grandma that much. 
she's the worst. No. (laughs) 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 It's not because he can't. It's just because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, Are you working right now? Uh, What's going on? Yeah, sort of. I uh, still like graphic stuff, but... uh... It's all remote, so I guess it yeah. doesn't really change. Yeah. Got laid off, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have six months on my contract, but... Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Good times, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. There's no comedy, so I can't even make money with that. It's not like I ever made money with it, but <laughs> the illusion. But, yeah, but, I mean, you could get a beer for the night. Exactly. Kind of thing. It's, uh, you get a uh, beer. Yeah. Get a little bit yeah, of Yeah, you get the beer. <laughs> I actually kind of stopped drinking. Hmm. Oh, that's why you're so. Uh, that's why you're not fun. Anymore. Yeah, that's hmm. why I'm boring right now. That's why I'm a, a big lump on a log. I. That's why you're saying. No, that. I, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> that's awesome. Rock on. Nah, I. I was drinking like almost every single night of the pandemic, like pretty much every single American was doing since March of last year. Right. But then it started getting out of hand. Like I was like breaking wine glasses by myself because I was like too drunk. It's like stupid, you know, like how, how, how why you am were... I huh? are you breaking it? I was I dropped it by uh, accident. I and thought you were like it... grabbing them. <laughs> breaking with my strength. Yes. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I was just accidentally knocking them over because right. I was like too smashed. And it's like pathetic. I'm like by myself in my apartment, knocking over my own wine glasses and breaking them. And I'm drunk and I have to sweep it up and clean. Cleaning glass is a pain in the ass, you yeah, know? That's true. And I'm just like, this isn't relaxing. This is stressful. <laughs> so I kind of laid off drinking. And, um, yeah, now I just, you know, take a little weed every now and then, some mushrooms every now and then, but alcohol, alcohol. yeah, I'm kind um, of. Alcohol, I guess it's not the, the best, but no, it's also fun. It's I true. Guess. It is fun. It's fun when it's fun. Yeah. I get the... it. Like if it's a, if it's a weird habit, then mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's the same with any type of shit. Like, if it becomes a mm-hmm. habit, then it's like kind of like, ah, it's a drag. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, it's like when you when you smoke weed and you can't go on stage without smoking weed, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't. Oh. Are you like that? No, I, I never. I, the, the thing is, I can't go on stage after I smoke weed because I just stand there like, ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about this guy? Uh, <laughs> a lot of hair, am I right? <laughs> you just blazed out. Yeah, yeah. people just go like, ah, I, okay, it's not the best. I'm, I'm amazed by people who are functional after getting high on weed because I'm not like, yeah. I like to, like, I'll take edibles late at night when I have nothing left to do and I could just kick it and just like relax by watching something or do a little coloring. And that's it. I don't coloring. Like, yeah, <laughs> I draw sometimes. I color. All right, okay. And. I don't like to, you know, sometimes people like, let's go bowling after smoking weed. I was like, what? You want to go, you want to carry heavy balls and wear other people's shoes and throw them down a huge lane, like, after smoking weed? That's crazy, you know? 
It's not like a weed activity for me. It's more like a drunk activity. Yeah. Yeah. Like a beer, some French fries, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that, then I'll do it. Something that can get but embarrassing, like... you know, that you puke out the French fries on the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Somebody has to walk over and, you know, everybody's staring at you. It's kids' birthday. I once, <laughs> some, yeah, the kids are like, you know, they always stare. My uh, friend of mine, she, we all went bowling and she accidentally slipped and fell on her back right. and hit her head at the bowling alley. And that was embarrassing for her. Um, and I mean, we were all shocked and, you know, we were also like afraid for her, you know, oh, that concussion was or whatever. she was fine. Like, <laughs> it was, was it really brutal or what? It, it, like her head bounced off the floor, <laughs> let's say. Like, it, like we saw a definite bounce. So we were initially all very concerned, but she kept saying, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You know, like when they're embarrassed, like they try to like say it's fine. Um, but I'm pretty sure she had like dizzy spells for like a few days. It's like, know, no, it's like... fine. And then it starts, it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They start slurring their words. Yeah, like blood stuff's coming out of their eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. She's had several moments like that. Like we once went to the beach together and a big wave came and then her bikini top slipped off and like we all saw her boobs. And, you know, that was also like a moment where she like pretended like it didn't happen. But it's like everybody at this beach just saw your tits. That um, does happen. They to look me good. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go to the beach. Every time you, your tits just flail out. Yeah, people just yeah. start staring at my tits. They go like, bro, need to do something. Bro, my eyes are up here. <laughs> Stop staring at them. Yeah, they don't like to be stared at. Okay? <laughs> it's the one thing they don't like. They like everything else. Yeah, but I like they when like they to stare be at them. They just jump, you know, head first into the surf. Yeah. <laughs> My top can't, won't come off. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, I do miss comedy, though. I mean, I, I feel you in that arena. Do you do but, any um, online? You know, Moni Zhang actually reached out and was like, do you want to do a storytelling thing in a couple of weeks? I said, okay. Um, Are that uh, mental I, thing? I think so. Some kind of storytelling right. something. Um, yeah, and it's a lot of work putting that kind of online shit together. It's yeah, a big pain in the ass. So I think it's a lot, a lot of work. Doing it, uh, I feel like the payoff is so. Oh. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's I fucking hate it. I actually don't like doing it. Yeah, I think I did three, and every time I was like, "Oh, it's the worst." <laughs> like, what is this? You know, the, yeah, it's the sets like... get really dark. And you're like, "What are you guys doing at your house?" I know. You suck. Yeah, I know. Like, lit a candle. You're by yourself. You know, <laughs> lighting a candle, drinking wine. Like, why are you setting the mood, huh? So you could go and masturbate <laughs> while you cry later. Like, it's really sad. I know it bums me out. Yeah. It was. It was like to the point where I got booked on an online show. I really didn't want to do it, but I said yes because, you know, it's been a while since I had done an online show. And, like, I didn't want to do it the whole time. Even, like, the day of 15 minutes before the show, I was like, should I cancel? You know, like, I really did not want to do it. Right. But I did it anyway. 
there was no payoff. It was the worst. But I was just still like, okay, I still did it, you know. How many people? They did it for me. I don't know. It was like on Twitch, so you don't even see people. You don't even Uh, see reactions. Okay. You're speaking into the ether of a nothingness, (laughs) which it felt like praying to God. Yeah, it felt... (laughs) I can't Exactly. (laughs) I can't see him. I can't hear him, but I'm supposed to believe... Yeah. That they're there and, and talk. A great time. And they're slapping their knees, yucking it up. I gotta believe. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I like it even if you if you can see the people. I hate looking at people's living rooms and uh yeah. and then you see them doing all these other random shit. Like they get up <laughs> yeah. in the middle of your set and then just go get a slice of pizza or some person's just squatting in the in the corner or some shit like that you just, you just what the fuck <laughs> like you don't do that in a, in a normal comedy setting you know you just go like yeah whatever just eat a soup <laughs> <laughs> while you're going like yeah well uh i don't know <laughs> yeah eat a soup yeah it's like the worst thing to eat at a comedy show <laughs> Yeah, but the people are like, oh, we just ordered sushi. It just it just came in because also people always have the like the the mics are not muted, so you hear their laughter, but then you hear everything they're doing. You know, like uh, the doorbell rings. And you're like, oh, oh god, god, the sushi's here. <laughs> they're like pulling the utensils out of the wrappers. Yeah, and, you and hear you're just crunch, like, uh, well, and uh, last night uh, when uh... <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean in in that regard you have to ask yourself is like is this for us or is this for them? Who is this exactly for? Like that question becomes suddenly Yeah. Super yeah, I'm, relevant. I'm really sure. I don't I don't see anyone benefiting of anything of that. Yeah. Cuz for I feel bad for them in a sense that uh-huh. it's a Friday night and you're watching me <laughs> doing this shit on a computer. While well, sitting yeah. in your PJs eating soup or some shit like that, and hang on. <laughs> I know. Like your your life Netflix. sucks more than mine. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's like seeing into each other's lives yeah. that you never wanted to see, and <laughs> growing depressed over it. And this was supposed to be a comedy show. Exactly. Is that great? We opened the lid into the uncanny, and now we can never go back. No. I don't think we'll. Yeah, ever let's be just back. kill ourselves. Let's just jump off a bridge, like, right now. I think, I think that's what they want. Okay, yeah. I think they're just... That's what like, they want. I think they're, they're like, in their, in their government buildings, they're just waiting, like... Jesus, we're, like, five months overdue. The mass suicides, mm-hmm. where are they? You guys where told is, us... Where's that happening? Gonna... Yeah. Nothing. Do, People are really... Do like... it, comedy producers. Make it happen. Make it yeah. happen. The comedy producers are in on it, yeah. Yeah. But um, other than that, nothing, nothing's changed. Nothing's new. Like you haven't developed any new habits or hobbies like new during habits. this lockdown. Um, no, I'm. Uh, or something for yourself. Um, writing. I wrote a TV show. Oh, great! With the yeah. with my this friend Xander, you remember? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, we wrote a TV show. It's uh, let's see what what turns out with that or. For Germany? Yeah. Nice. It's a comedy, I assume? Yeah. Nice. It's a comedy about a small city in the East. 
and that they have a new mayor that is more progressive. That's but it. the city folk are, yeah, the city folk are a bit more backwards. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's like that. It it's it was supposed to be this eastern western divide, but it, it turned out to be something completely different at the end. Hmm. Like now it's just just some wacky thing, you know, with uh, uh-huh. I don't know, with time travel and and it got out of hand fast. I must <laughs> <laughs> The second first episode was still like very tame, you know, the pilot, and then it, yeah. then it just took a weird turn, and I don't know what happened. So I, I don't, I don't think this will ever get produced. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but that's when it gets interesting. Who wants to see something that's like regular? You know, like you want to see something weird and wacky and interesting. Yeah, maybe in America, but I don't think the Germans are into that whole thing. <laughs> they want to see the same old shit. Yeah, they want to go like, oh, uh, the lady of the house was murdered last night. Who was it? Oh, it was the gardener. <laughs> the gardener. Yeah, I don't know why I use, always... I don't know why I use that accent. The gardener. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very weird accent to use for a German person. <laughs> yeah, it just came out of nowhere. It's the gardener. The gardener. <laughs> No, I, I've been thinking of like, you know, working on a TV show as well, bought a book and everything. You know, it's like, that's like part of the, the deal in LA is like, you can't just be a comedian. That's what I'd like to be. I'd like to be just to stand up and only do live shows, be on the road, stage time. That's all I, all I would like to do. And like, I just want to have a TV spot just so that I have like one TV credit so that I could sell tickets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's it. But you have to do all this other bullshit in L.A., which is annoying. You have to, like, have a pilot ready. You have to have a have a couple screenplays, have a couple films, you know, just in case you get picked up. How You know, you know it's like, you it's all this know. pressure. <laughs> it's all this pressure. Everybody around me, you know, like, like I was just talking to Huli yesterday. I got a, a DM from a Fox, like, TV show producer who right. does this game show singing game show thing zero interest in it right i have zero interest it's like not at all my cup of tea i could never see myself doing this i would be miserable like the the moment i got the message i was like already miserable you know what i'm saying like it's so off brand for me but what did they want you to do they wanted me to submit a tape and like showcase my singing ability and i'm like no (laughs) Like, I would never, ever, but it's like, it's an opportunity, you know? So I'm like, should I, you know? And I was like thinking about it for a full day. And by the next day, I was just like, no way. There's no way in hell I could do this. So I just emailed the producer back. I recommended two of my comedian friends who would do something like this, you know? They're like show business whores. Like they would love an opportunity like this. So I just recommended those two people. And I said, I'm out. I'm not doing it. And they were like, that's cool. Like, we respect that. No problem. They were like, that's it. You're done. You're done in this town. <laughs> and the, it's over. Move to Ohio or something. It's over. Yeah. You, yeah. You she spat us? on the ground. Yeah. Matter. You say no to us? To us? Exactly. Fox? Fox. I'm like, that's right. To Fox and Ken Chung. Yeah. Just go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that special I, was so awful. Dude, I 
I as a as a fellow Korean American, which is what Ken Jung is and I am, I don't find him funny. Like mm. I respect his hustle. I think he's a great comedic actor. Right. I don't think he's a stand-up comic. No, I don't think so either. I I think it's more like cringy when you watch it. That you're like uh... <laughs> It's like accidentally cringe comedy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah that's yeah. that's the the bad thing. That if it was intentionally cringe, you would be like, "Ah, this is amazing," but yeah. it's not. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, it's, it's not. Bad. No, it's painful. Um, but he started out as a stand-up. That's the fucked up thing. Like he started out over like where he used to go to school at Duke, I think, like or Dartmouth, Durham. It was in like North Carolina somewhere, and. Uh, yeah, I was just like, bro, I can't, <laughs> I can't watch you. And I was having um, lunch with a couple Korean American comics the other day, who are in LA, and we were just kind of like, yeah, he's a bit of like a, an Uncle Tom, like an Asian Uncle Tom, because he panders to like the the white crowd a lot, and that's right. how he got to be that successful, is because he makes fun of his Asian identity a lot and. And that's why I can't do that fucking show because that's what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to make an ass of myself on national television by singing like shit. And I told them, right. I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm not an amazing singer, but I'm like a decent singer, you know, like I could hang at a karaoke bar for four hours. And she was like, if you're not amazing, you have to be bad. You know, it's like, there's no in between. There's right. no gray. Okay. Cause it's television you know they want they hire like a coach to make you perform your worst self and i'm like this is such a ken jung kind of thing and i was like i can't do it so sorry a coach that teaches you how to be shit That's a great. vocal coach and a choreographer i think i could have a career to... in that <laughs> make make him make him make him the worst yeah yeah if yeah. you want to be the worst <laughs> <laughs> can help you with that if you want to be the worst possible self <laughs> yeah can... i'm your i'm your guy yeah, yeah. charge uh how would you I, on their charge you know <laughs> that's how bad <laughs> yeah, yeah on their dime <laughs> yeah yeah you you get paid twenty five thousand dollars a month to make them look like complete shit sound like shit dance like shit yeah, yeah. it's I an amazing job career, actually though. it is very low pressure. Yeah, I mean, you just don't have to give a fuck. <laughs> just don't even show up to work. Yeah, it's at that point when they start singing, and then they they actually hit a note, and you're like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> no, you're supposed no, to. No, no, no. You're supposed to showcase your worst self. Yeah, I think that's literally how it's done. And I was just like, yeah, no I, way. I mean, I, I guess everything is exaggerated. I, I knew one person that was. Uh, I don't think she took part in the, how's it called over there, that uh, the talent show, it's an American Idol, is it? No. Oh, um, America's Got Talent? Yeah, America's Got Talent, but the German version, she was invited to do that or to audition for that. But she has this weirdest skill, like it's like these, uh, it's like these inline skates, but they only have like one roll okay. underneath and you put like shoes on it. Like you're okay. like with your street shoes and you just step on that rolly thing and then they do shit. But it's, it looks so stupid. <laughs> like when you see it, it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, there's some skill to it, but I don't see that as a talent. It's like, yeah, it looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's something you see kids doing on the street. Yeah, like those kids that have those rolly things underneath the shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always go, I like, hope he falls and breaks his face. Yeah. Man, it never happens, though. No, Sadly. they somehow, they somehow stay up. So she that was going to be her talent. That was going to be her talent, case? but then uh, I, I think she was deemed to be too. That I think they realized it wasn't a talent at the end. <laughs> like they were like, no, this is. I think this is not good enough. Like this is not the worst. It's something in between that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't be in the gray. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be. You can't be moderate. Yeah. Mm. Because they, they be do extreme. showcase the worst people or, like, the best at something. Exactly. And you come out, exactly. I don't know, doing something semi-okay, and people are going to be like, all right, but what is this? It's like, I could watch my nephew, yeah. 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 No, it's no interest. That makes sense. Yeah, television is for the extreme. Yeah, it's I called, guess. like, televisuality is what what it's called. It's like... Whatever's on television, it's there because they want to keep you watching. Right. And this same logic now applies to like social media and internet, you know. Keep That's... whatever whatever will keep you watching and coming back, they want to keep it on. Yeah, I so... always get the most random stuff on my on my Facebook feed, like videos from I don't know. But it's always some weird stuff. But I keep watching it for some reason. Yeah, because it's addicting. Yeah. It's yeah, 100%. Sometimes it's just people, I don't know, like uh, tra- tearing down a house and they go like, I have no interest in that in a daily life, but now that I see it, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are you're just tearing in. down a house. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's like a six yeah. minute video and you're just, hmm. <laughs> you don't even put the sound on. Yeah, I just want to see it collapse completely. Exactly. And watch the dust rise. Yeah. I just want to see how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it ends exactly committed. how you think it would end. And you go like, all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's next? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, it's, um, is everything closed there too? Like in... They reopened um, last month. Right. They reopened everything. Uh... But comedy's still technically illegal. They're doing shows, like outdoor shows here and there. Right. Um, they're doing like underground, like mics, you know, mm-hmm. indoors. Um, those friends of mine who are doing that, they're making so much money because, you know, it's a lucrative business. And yeah, it's, you know, you could go shopping. Like, right. like I went food, sh- I go food shopping. Um, but I don't go shopping for anything else, really. Well, I, mean, I think here, you, like, I mean, the grocery stores are open. and uh, Yeah. I think now they open, like, the hairdressers and the... Uh, oh, okay. The flower shops, for some reason. The flower shop. <laughs> Get yourself a haircut yeah. and some flowers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheer Feel up, like a know? whole new you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheer up. Things are not that bad. Yeah, smile. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah. Summer is coming. Yeah, pull yourself together. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I'm glad that I'm in LA for the winter for sure, because, um, you know, like 
Like, I, I'll go hiking, you know? It stays warm. I feel there, bored. Right? It's much warmer. Yeah, it's no snow. Um, yeah, it gets windy uh, sometimes, but it's not bad. It was snowing here, I think, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was like a week. Shit. Or I think mm -hmm. a week or almost two weeks. So it was below zero. But you have different uh, units, I guess. I don't know how, how much that would be in Fahrenheit. Yeah. Makes absolutely no sense no. to me. Yeah, Celsius makes no sense to me either. It's like the <laughs> thing that... Um, exactly, why? It's because I grew up on this bullshit that makes no sense. Right now, it's 17 degrees Celsius here. 70, that's, that's good. Yeah, it's 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Which is nonsense to you. How much? What, yeah. uh, at what temperature does water freeze? For us? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucked up thing. I know the freezing point and boiling point and Celsius, but yeah. I don't know in Fahrenheit. Yeah, because yeah. it makes sense in Celsius. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah. It. Yeah. That's the thing that I couldn't adjust to. Like, I changed certain things. Like, I changed my clock, my phone clock to military time right. when I was traveling. Because in Europe and everywhere else in the world, everywhere else, South Korea, everywhere, they use military time, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll change it to military time. And I haven't changed this since. Um, I wanted to learn stick shift because when I was in Mexico and I was renting a car, they gave me a car, but it was stick shift. And right. I was like... Sorry, stupid American girl here only learned how to drive automatic and they're like rolling their eyes and I was like, okay, it took another hour and a half to get a fucking different rental. <laughs> but that would have yeah. been a good thing, you know, stick shift is like the rest of the fucking world, stick shift. I think it's the rest a, of the fucking world, Celsius. It's a good it's a good skill to have. Even if you don't it use it, you know. A hundred percent. In uh, case of an emergency. Exactly. That, you like if, you, if, you, if you're some desert and uh, you're some person and that person dies, then you go like, oh, I can yeah. drive his car. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could drive this motherfucker's car. Exactly. Thank God he's dead. I yeah, take his oh car. My God. How, how do I... But if it's a stick shift, then you're like, ah, oh, I could have had this car, but now it's useless. It's just garbage. Just like this dead guy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to die too. Dead car, dead guy. <laughs> yeah. Might as well kill myself now, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there should be, like, a counter of how many times you go, like, maybe you should just kill yourself. <laughs> maybe you should just maybe leave, like, your body, the, the world. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's time to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no. Yeah, maybe. Do you do psychedelics? Or have you done psychedelics? Mm, no. Never? Not once? Uh, no. No interest. Yeah, but I, I feel like now it's like not the best time, because uh, no. like I, I have definite interest, but it, it was never the right time. Because people always go like, oh, "You do it when you're in a good state of mind," and I go like, "I'm never in a good state of mind." Like, yeah, never. Yeah. You could go like, never, if, you, ever. If, you, if you have a hint of negativity in you, you're like, yeah, then I'm never gonna do it. Mm, 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 mm. You know, and uh, now since uh, the kid is here and all that, I don't, I don't you know. I don't... Yeah. You want to be responsible. Yeah, I guess. Stay present. Hmm. That's interesting. Why do you think you're always in a negative state of mind? Like, what is that state of mind? Well, it's not like, uh, like I'm negative all the time. It's just that I always expect the, 
most of the time I always expect the, the worst to happen. Uh-huh. So anxiety. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what is That's called anxiety. <laughs> That's called anxiety. <laughs> why, am I, why am I sweating? <laughs> no, it's called anxiety when you uh, when you expect the worst outcome at all times. You know, like yeah, I, I remember always expect, like, um, that, that that some shit is just gonna go wrong right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like this, like your computer's gonna just stop working. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna get cut off. Yeah, yeah. Or this this interview is gonna suck and. Grace is going to be like, fuck that episode of the podcast. Stop is the worst. It's probably what's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> Self-medicate. <laughs> yeah. Just like my dad used to do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I understand that feeling. I used to have that. I remember like when it started to happen. Like I was home a lot alone often when I was a kid, right. when I was a child. And, uh, you know, when you're home by yourself and your parents aren't around and they're away, you just start fearing the worst. You think they all died in an accident. And then, you know, you start wondering who's going to take care of you after you're orphaned and blah, blah, blah. Like my mind would go all over there. I would start planning like, oh, if my parents die, then like I'll go back to Korea and I'll like, I know which aunt I'd want to live with. Like this one aunt, I think she would take me in. She's pretty cool. You know, like I started planning yeah. like my whole afterlife post dead parents. Yeah, I had that too, sort of uh, like I always had that, that fear of, of being abandoned. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I used to be like the biggest crybaby when I was in, like, uh, I was like a, until I was like in second grade or some something like that. Mm -hmm. Separation anxiety. Yeah, I guess like in kindergarten I was the worst apparently because I, I used to cry a lot. Mm -hmm. Like when my mom left, I would cry for an hour, and then uh, like an hour before she was supposed to pick me up, I would start crying because I was already dreading her not showing up on time. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that was always the, the, the thing. Like, I was always like, oh my God. Yeah. She's going to be here alone forever. <laughs> All the other children will get picked up except, except me. Except me, exactly. And yeah. there's, no, there's no actual reason for it to happen. Like, it's not like they did something uh -huh. that would trigger this in me. You know, it's like they always pick me up. Mm -hmm. or... Yeah. yeah. I don't it's know, it's just a, It's an irrational fear that developed in you. Somehow, either something happened that you don't remember, or something else happened that's like by proxy. It's like right. adjacent to that. It's close to that, but it's not quite that. I wonder what they did before I could remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers. Because <laughs> you have, um, you're the middle child, right? No, I'm the, I'm the youngest. Oh, you're the youngest. Oh, yeah. Okay, then that's yeah, that's even more interesting. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Oh. Like my my sister used to be like terribly embarrassed by me when I was that like that. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, because she was like, "Oh, my brother's such a fucking piece of shit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like crying all the time. Like everybody needs to go and tend to him, yeah, and they yeah. expect her to go and tend to you. And she's like, "I don't want to." How about I just leave me the fuck alone? Exactly. Like, I remember being that sister because I have a younger brother mm. and he was a big fucking crybaby. Yeah. yeah and I, uh, I understand that, that, that feeling, I guess, like, uh, 
I, I guess I would treat my myself the same if I was in her shoes. Mm. Be like, oh my god, this dude mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> like, there's no reason god. for him to cry. I'm here, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna pick me yeah. up, so they're eventually gonna pick you up too, because you're with me. Yeah. Uh huh. So there's no reason but for me to cry, it's... but it's still, I was like, ooh. But the fear is irrational. You know, that's why it's anxiety. That's why, you know, yeah, but they I, call it a form of I think mental it's, illness. Like it, it stopped it from one day to the other. Just from, it, it just stopped. One day it stopped. Yeah. Like uh, my mom, like at one point she just, she was like, yeah, I had enough of this shit. Uh-huh. So she was like, I'm not going to pick you up anymore. And you're going to take the bus. Okay. And then I had to take the bus and then it just stopped. You became self-sufficient. It's not like self-sufficient. I just had to get on the bus and get off the bus, <laughs> like the school bus. Yeah, but that's that's self-sufficiency. Right. You know, she just said, "This is no longer an option." Yeah. You getting picked up is no longer an option. It's not going to happen ever. So you could just put that to rest, and you will get on the bus to go to school, and then you will get on the bus again to come back home yeah. where I will be at. Self-sufficiency. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, that, that was it, basically. That's interesting. Then I never cried. So then, again. that's still that's that negativity is still kind of there, though, but lingering in a different form, huh? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like the negativity in itself, like I, I don't know. I, I think I don't know if it's negativity. I, I guess it's also a little bit of. I used to have anger issues as a kid, also. Like I, I, I remember once there was a. Like my my sister used to tease me a lot, and then I just took a toy airplane. And I just rammed it in her in her door, and there was Jesus. like this huge hole in it. I was like, "Oops!" <laughs> uh-huh. That was like maybe like four. Okay. So uh, I don't know, but my dad used to be a very angry sort of fella. Mm-hmm. It's not like he yeah. like he would hit us or some shit like that, but the, like he was always like in a in a ragey mood. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to trigger it. Yeah, like it, it, most people, like uh, I know, like most friends I have, or most friends of my sister, also like they were afraid of my dad. Like they were like, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. always looking like. <laughs> yeah. Quiet and serious. Yeah, yeah, super serious. And uh... but then I, I saw a bunch of pictures uh, of him from back in the day, like in the seventies, and like, he used to be this fucking party animal. Like, laid-back guy. Like, all the pictures of him are like, eh. and I go like, what the yeah. hell happened? Yeah, like, well, who fucked you up? Yeah, and then yeah. And I thought it was, maybe it was us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was our fault. <laughs> this guy was stressed out of his mind. He had three kids, and it was just like a miserable time. <laughs> exactly. What happened? That happened. <laughs> <laughs> but there's three of you, right? Yeah. You yeah an yeah. older brother and a sister? No, older brother and an oh older God. sister. But my, my older <laughs> brother and my older sister, they uh, they have a different father, different dad. Mm. But uh, So you're his only son? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Maybe it is the responsibility of a father or... Because, I mean, your dad's too young to have been in any wars, right? No, he wasn't in any war. 
No. Maybe a war with himself. (laughs) 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 It's it's very typical, like, because in in South Korea, a lot of fathers are like that. They got this stoicism and this withdrawnness, this um, repressed emotion Mm. kind of thing. The only emotion that they're able to emit is anger. And um, it's got to do with, like, the militarism because they're all required to serve right. in the military for two years. And that hardens them up. And um, it's very, like, a, a country that um, enforces, con- like, conformity and conventions and uniformity. There's, like, a lot of pressure around those things. Uh, certain ideations of what masculinity is and what mm-hmm. femininity is, you know, and just, just those two categories and that's it. And, you know, like all these expectations and um, they're quite boring and, you know, conservative and da da da. So right. that results in that kind of um, stoic sort of reserved masculinity. And also it's a bit like earlier generations. Yeah. You know? I would say like, um, millennials definitely are not like that. The generation just above us, millennials, also not so much well, like Gen that. Z? Well, Gen Z is the ones that come um, after us. Generation was it then the it's X? Gen Gen X? Yeah, they're a little less. They're a little more relaxed. Right. Um, but prior <laughs> to that, like fucking a. But they, they prior to that it was also like war bait, like people who lived through war. You know. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, no, my parents are complete baby boomers. Like, they were, like, born in the 50s, like, 51, 52. Mm-hmm. And um, your dad's German, yeah, right? Yeah, he's German. Like, they're both German. But they... Oh, they, both of your parents yeah, are yeah. German. Okay. But you grew up in Venezuela. Yeah, I was born in Venezuela, and I grew up there. The thing is, he... he uh-huh. Apparently, he went to Venezuela on... Like, he was... He wanted to do, like, a world trip. Uh-huh. And then he got to Venezuela, and then he just stayed. <laughs> that was the end mm. of the world. And then grew serious. <laughs> and then he had this party phase, I guess, through the 70s, and then he met my mom. And then... Uh-huh. And then grew serious. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he, he was still doing... Like, he still did fun stuff, you know? Like, uh, he used to drink and drive and shit like that, you know? It's... Like hilarious things like that, yeah. I mean, but it's something like you, what what people used to do in in the nineties in in South America. You know, you go to the beach and then you just drink a couple of beers driving home. Yeah. Sort of something like yeah. th- that would happen today. You go like, this is the most irresponsible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it used to be normal, I guess. Hmm. So you really can't pinpoint exactly where and when. Your father's, you know, sort of withdrawnness began. Well, I get, like, I mean, I, I guess it, it's he, he didn't have the most uh, like easy childhood. Like he, he he was orphaned pretty okay. early. Oh, okay. I guess yeah. his, I think his dad died when he was three, and his mom died when he was like ten. Jesus. And so, who raised him? Uh, I, I think he he lived with his older brother for for a bunch oh, of wow. years. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but he was pretty independent very early, so. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Because, well, he had to be. Yeah, he he was also in the military for a bunch of years. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Those those things add up. Yeah, yeah. 
to to become that person mm. to to form that gap. to become that person yeah, yeah yeah my dad's the same way my dad lost his father when he was two right my dad's the youngest so my dad's oldest brothers and oldest sisters like his oldest brothers were like over 25 years older like he had a huge gap mm. and um yeah like those brothers were father figures to my dad but they're not the father you know what i'm right, saying yeah, so yeah. the way that they are going to treat him is going to be like a sibling not a father so that need was never met for my dad right. and when once, once he be, he became a father himself he saw all these deficiencies and saw that he had nowhere to turn to to ask questions and da, da, da. and i think that led to a lot of rage and impatience with himself which came out towards the children right you know what i'm saying <clears throat> yeah yeah, I guess impatience. Yeah. yeah, I guess they're pretty similar. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, you were the problem. You're right. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> I was the issue. <laughs> you were the issue, but not the issue per se. You were just the uh, the the object that brought all of those things to the, to the fore. Yeah, they were always in there, and they they will continue to be in there. Well, it's just, you know, how does died. one make peace with it? <laughs> What? That's it. Not anymore because he died. Your father died. Yeah, uh, last year, two year and a half. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I'm sorry. It's okay. He was alive when I when I had seen you. Yeah, he was yeah, still yeah. alive. I remember. Yeah, he was. Jesus Christ, Christoph! Died, uh, that's terrible. Um, 2019, like thirty first of December. Oh my god. Yeah. I saw you spring of twenty nineteen, I think. Or summer. Yeah, yeah, at the end of summer, I think yeah, you were yeah. here. Yeah. That was when, when the were... when the kid was just born and and I was like Yes <laughs> out of my you mind. Were super stressed out. Yeah, like oh my yeah. God. Yeah, you were losing it. Yeah. And you also I remember you told me a, a fight that you and your dad had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, about uh about how how he was like, yeah. Just let the baby cry and shit like that. Yeah. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to let him cry. And then he was like, yeah, well, then tend to the, to the like, it was like this, this super thing. Like, like, he was like, yeah, just let him cry. He'll cry himself to sleep. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, do something about the crying baby. And I was like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Oh, Jesus. Your father passed. Yeah. Okay. And... Like, has that brought you some peace, or what's no? What was that experience like? Peace in what sense? Like, it's not like we had, it's not like we had a bad relationship. It's uh, mm-hmm. like we, I don't think we had a bad relationship. We had a very, uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure there were issues there, or unspoken yeah. things. Uh huh. But it's not like we were like, oh my god, I want to see this person, uh-huh. or I hate this person. No, no, right. Not at all. I now I feel like I have this. There's a little bit of regret of not having cleared up these type of things, mm-hmm. or talked about these things. So for for example, like I always I was always afraid to ask him about his uh, upbringing or his childhood and shit. Like it's like super irrational fears that I go like now I think like why am I so stupid of asking mm-hmm. your own dad like dude how was your childhood you know or how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, but I, when I was a kid, I was always like, no, I don't want to. Like as a kid, I was always, like, I don't want to bother him with mm-hmm. this stuff because he was always busy mm-hmm. working and then being stressed at work and right. stuff like that. And then later, I felt like, yeah, I think the time has passed for me to ask this question. 
mm-hmm. was in my head. Like it, it was always like, yeah, I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to give him the impression that I, I, that I, but it's a stupid thought. Like I was, I didn't want to give him the impression that I didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. In a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I rather not ask the question itself. Right. But I think most of the things I know of my, my dad's past, I, 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 I learned from my mom, mm-hmm. you know, but from yeah. her casually talking about it, you know, like, oh yeah, when your dad was doing this and that, I go like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Let right. <me> take notes. <laughs> <laughs> to learn about your exactly. father. Your, at the time, your living father through your mother. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like I haven't really. Like I mean, I was I, I'm I'm sad about it, and I'm, I was really sad when it, when it happened. But I, I don't think I've really actually started to process the thing itself. Okay. I've just, I think I just have been pushing it back a little bit, because uh, you know I get distracted with the kid and stuff like that, and you're going like, of course, I don't want to be sad, and I don't want to do this, and yeah, which is probably not the most healthy thing to do, but. Yeah. It's not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> That's what I. But I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I understand the the logic behind all of those decisions, and I don't think any of them were incorrect or invalid. Right. I think they all make complete sense. At the time, <laughs> that is what it was, and I think it's completely and utterly, yeah, valid. So, yeah, I don't think it's stupid, but. I mean, the one upside is you have this understanding now. It's like from the son's perspective, what held you back from asking your father or approaching your father with these kinds of questions, which is literally to connect with him, to ask him who he is, who he was, you know? And you have a son of your own, Mm -hmm. and it's like he can come to you with any question about you. In your childhood, and I and, I, and, and who I, you are, I, I want like I want them to, and I uh, yes, I think I, I, a lot of things I want to do different. You know, I want to be more affectionate yeah. towards him and more uh, engaging in, in what he's doing and stuff like that. I feel like that's sometimes I also do feel like he had the same issue with me. Like, how do I approach mm-hmm. this person? Hmm. Hmm. But I'm uh, not sure. Maybe maybe he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think you might be right because oftentimes people who put on that exterior are they themselves very, very vulnerable and sensitive. Mm. Like I put on this kind of, you know, very sarcastic, dry kind, you know, especially my stage presence. I'm very sarcastic and dry and cutthroat, but I'm actually a very vulnerable and emotional person. Like, Somebody said, they were like, you're an empath. That's what they said. And I was like, I never thought of myself as an empath because I, while it's true that I could intuit people's feelings and energies right. when I'm there very strongly, if I sense something that I don't like, I shut it down completely and I ignore that person. I pretend like they don't exist. And they're like, yeah, that's because you're an empath, <laughs> you know, you know, right. but like you doing that is because you want to protect yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm I'm very much an emotional and sensitive person, but I put on this exterior to protect myself. Right. And I think that's the same with our fathers too, to an extent. 
because you've got this very playful, hilarious side of you. And um, yeah, like maybe, you know, your dad didn't see that as much, you know, I mean, he maybe he knew it existed. He just didn't know how to access it or something or just felt like, oh, like, how do I? He's because your dad's clearly, as you've seen from photos, he's had the same side to him. Yeah, that's, this that's goofy what guy. I always, like, that's what amazed me, because I, I, I saw those photos after he passed, because I was just looking at the pictures. And uh, I was like, damn, like, there's this whole other side to him that you didn't know mm-hmm. existed, you know, pictures of him on mm-hmm. costume parties or stuff like that, but in, in South America, you know, because mm-hmm. he's just hanging out with a bunch of people, like, eh, all, I don't know, drunk or whatever, yeah. he, and... I remember when when I was a kid, he used to take this these trips with his friends to like the Amazon and stuff like that. We go like, man, that's that is amazing. And he was doing psychedelic drugs, a hundred percent. Probably, like he he used to yeah. take a bunch of pictures. Like he used to go, uh, like he, I still have like I have his camera now, but he used yeah. to go to the to like on trips to the jungle and just take pictures and uh, yeah, really a lot like shoeboxes filled with with like like pictures yeah of uh also like also indigenous people like you just would just go to those tribes people and just go like oh let's take pictures and do stuff like that and yeah man it was pretty like fun to see that side yes but it would have been more fun to talk You're... about it you know in a... of course yeah you would have had stories but what you have you have these shoe boxes full of his photographs his perspective right yeah the things that he's seen, you know, and that's like, that's amazing. I mean, what a gift. And now you have that camera and it's like this melding of perspectives. Now you get to point and shoot and take photographs and capture those moments. Maybe your son can do the same. I mean, that's really wonderful. Pretty proud. Yeah. Like, Good jeez, Dad, get out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your stinking stupid analog camera. <laughs> We could take photographs with our eyes now. Just blink and just take a photo. I'm filming this What's whole this interaction. Bullshit? You have to wind it up and put film in it and you have to take it to somebody. And what is this nonsense? It's so stupid. It's so low quality. It's not even HD. It's super precious, though, as you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you telling me about um, your dad's passing it's sort of like a therapy session i feel i think you need to um i mean do you take do you get therapy no i think you should consider it and if you can't then guys should go to therapy to be honest (laughs) (laughs) they should just like just suppress it all the way in just deep down to their gut yeah i I punch walls sometimes (laughs) which i feel is good yeah you have to suppress suppress all of your horrible emotions down to your gut where it turns into cancer and then kills you and that's what makes you a man well i mean at least uh i got my own destiny in my hand you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know your exit yeah yeah i'll just give cancer to myself yeah cancer's not gonna fuck with me i'm gonna give it to myself (laughs) this is a suicide mission okay (laughs) <laughs> it's like a very it's slow suicide up, it's like you write a note like a suicide <laughs> note and whatever it's like uh, when you're 20 
Yeah. And you go like, you keep that until I'm dead. Then you die of cancer 30 years later. You go like, see, I told you I'm going to give myself cancer because I hate your face. <laughs> told you. Told you it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to do that. But you should, um, even if you can't do therapy, I think you should just like maybe meditate for like five minutes a day. Because what meditation is, is essentially therapy, but for yourself, it's giving yourself time to, it's giving yourself attention for five minutes, like to think whatever thoughts you have, whether it's grief or anger or sadness or joy or horniness, whatever it is, five minutes to yourself and giving that time, I don't know, somehow it like eases some of that anxiety. Because sometimes anxiety is like, I'm not getting my needs met from outside like exterior things right. like outside things you know so sometimes like i'll be like i want to binge eat a whole pizza you know I never do and that. ice cream and <laughs> <laughs> i want to drink two bottles of wine a whole pizza and i want to watch eight hours of movies that's it you know and i would do i had <laughs> weeks where i did Sounds this like yeah 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 this was true yeah, doesn't that sound wonderful? Yeah. But it's obviously, it's not. It's not good for me in the long run. It'll make me feel like shit the next day. I'm going to regret eating so much pizza, drinking so much booze. I'm going to hate myself for yeah. it. So it's like the question beforehand, it's like, well, what do I need right now? What is it that my body and my mind need that is driving me to want to get these things? And if I ask myself that for a little while longer in meditation, you know, answers come and then I'm like, okay, I don't actually need... A whole entire pizza today. Just yeah. half pizza. Just a half. Just a half one, a pizza and one, one bottle, bottle of wine. <laughs> just the one. Yeah, bottle. yeah. Just just one for today. It was a long afternoon. day. You gotta unwind somehow. Yeah. Nothing intense, like a Chardonnay or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Very easy kind of stuff. But how, how's your relationship but, with your dad? <laughs> you know, that's the thing. That's why it was so interesting talking about it because I don't have a relationship with my father uh, right now. Yeah, because, you know, he had he was similar, had a shitty temper. My dad's the youngest, mm. you know, all this pro all these problems unaddressed. He became he was an alcoholic, still is an alcoholic. Technically, you know, alcoholics are always an alcoholic. But then he went and found Jesus and became like this fundamental Christian, evangelical Christian, oh. dragged us all to church Jeez. twice a week, every single week for like 13 years. I hated it, you know, hated living by his rules, you know, like fathers who are temperamental as you know like they kind of set the tone mm -hmm. like whatever it is whatever mood they're in that sets the tone for everybody in the right. house it was always like that and i hated that i was like just because you're in a shitty mood like i have to be in a shitty mood you know i have to be quiet and careful around you and like um i'd be lying if i didn't say that that helped me develop some skills you know i'm very intuitive because of that right i have a sense of humor because of that you know, like if my dad's laughing, he's not going to be yelling and throwing shit. So <laughs> that's a plus, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. And so in that regard, it helped. And it's not like he was always a shitty father, you know, like he understood that, like, I liked art. So he would like buy me art supplies. Mm. Like, he, I like books. So he would buy me books, you know, like he didn't deny me of uh, things that I loved. But um, the temper thing plus the fundamentalist Christian stuff that drove me away because that also led to violence. And I was just like, right. no way, man, like fuck this shit. You know? And I didn't like the way he treated my mother and I hated her for not leaving him. And yeah, but they're still together. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your face was like. That's why. Oh, God. Yeah. That, well, that's basically why I've been. I stayed single for two years. You know, like I didn't date anybody for two years. I didn't even sleep with anybody for two years because I was just kind of like, all the guys I've been dating are kind of like my dad. And I had this sort of stubbornness like my mother by sticking by his side, even though he's a fucking piece of shit loser. Right. Who makes me feel like garbage and demeans me, disrespects me, brings my self-esteem down so low that I can't even get out of bed. And those are the kinds of guys I was addicted to. And then I was just like, one day, no, like life doesn't have to be like this, you know? <laughs> Okay. I get to choose my partner. Why do I have to live like that? Why do I like guys like that? Because guys like that, they choose um, women that they could pre prey upon. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I was just like, no more, man. And so, like, last two years, it's just been only, like, acid trips and self-realizations <laughs> and meditation and matcha. You know what I'm saying? Just living that southern california hippie life Learned you know the life the shit that i make fun of dude yeah 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 go to joshua tree i went to joshua tree last year but in the summer where where nobody go like you're not supposed to go to the desert in the summer it's a death sentence okay i didn't know this right it was still locked down we my friend and i we wanted to go camping <clears throat> all the camping sites were closed because of lockdown joshua tree campsites were open because People, nobody would go to the desert in their right state of mind but we don't know we don't know this we go to the desert put out pitch the tent we drank two big jugs of water we didn't pee not once all right because the moisture would just evaporate out of our pores Jeez. and dehydrate you it is impossibly hot in the desert in the summer yeah it's like imagine. no place for a human being yeah so yeah, we 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 were supposed to take drugs. I was like, if we take drugs, we will die. <laughs> we will die. 100%, we will not survive, so let's not take drugs. Um, yeah, we just fucking... At night, though, it was beautiful, but, you know, you're just so exhausted from the heat yeah, exhaustion yeah. that it's just like, you know... But it's but how, how immensely beautiful. Just one night. one night. I remember at night, all these bugs start parading in because the lights are on, and, you know, all these kinds of bugs, and I just looked at my friend, I was like... I can't do this another day. <laughs> like the sun comes up tomorrow at 8 a.m. We have to get in the car and leave because right, we yeah. will die. Yeah. Yeah. By 11 o'clock, it'll just be hot again. Hot as balls until like 8 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Usually it also gets so very hot in the tent before that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't sit inside the tent. There, there weren't even trees for shades. It was right. like a shrub. Yeah. So that's the only shrub that we found too. Like I just remember camping there in the, were a lot in of the beach. Like it was like you would be up at at six in the morning because the sun would hit it. Yeah. And then you would be like, oh fuck me, like, I don't want to. You can't breathe in the tent. No, yeah. and, and I don't know. I'm, I, I I like the idea of camping, like the like the theory of it. But then mm -hmm. when I'm camping, I'm always like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so, so pain much. Pain in the ass. Like, I know. especially if you're in the beach, like everything is sandy. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah. You're tired. You're sweaty. Yeah, everything sticks it's to hot. you and you're like, ah. Yeah. There's bugs everywhere. Yeah. Mosquitoes. Yeah. I'm just like, put me up in a hotel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love hotels. Yeah. Hotels, everything's there. Nice pool. 
<laughs> a pool, no sand and no animals. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a pool. Like even if it if it sounds uh, <laughs> like the worst, I like a pool with a yeah. bar in the pool. Yes. <laughs> where, where people just sit around and never get up, like for six hours, and you go like, well, yeah. we all peed, for sure. Yeah. But nobody. We're cares. all here. <laughs> We're sitting in our piss. We, we don't care because we're drunk. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just glad that we have this massive bathtub of a toilet. Yeah. And we got our cocktails going. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I want to I, I wanna do that when uh, when the kid is a little older. I want to do that. And, uh, you know, just sit there and then some dude coming like, hey, your kid is floating upside down somewhere over there. Yeah. Maybe take care of that. And you go like, nah, don't worry about it. Nah, yeah, don't tell me how to be a father. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fight. Yeah, what are you, my dad? My dad's dead. Are you my father now? Yeah. Are you, are, are you my dad? Are you, dad? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, okay. Let me, um, let me ask you some flashcard questions, okay? All right. So the show, the show that I'm talking about on this show is called, um, Stairway to Heaven. It's like a, it's a Korean drama. It came out like two thousand three, I want to say. Um, but it's a, it's an intense show. Okay, so let's say you're a middle school girl, right? Your name is Chung Seo. You're in middle school, right? Um, your mother died recently, mm-hmm. and your father gets remarried to a very famous actress. This actress has two kids of her own from a previous marriage, all right? She has a teenage boy and a teenage girl. The teenage girl is about the same age as you, right? Okay. And uh, your stepsister, her name's Yudi, and your stepmom, they make your life miserable. Whenever your dad's not home, they treat you like shit. They blame you for things you didn't do. Your stepmom locks you in the attic. She hits you in the face. And blames you for shit that you didn't do. And your stepsister, Yudi, she takes all your clothes, you know, without asking you. She destroys them after wearing them just to be a bitch, you know. All the while, your father has no idea that any of this is going on. But you don't want to tell your dad that your stepmom is doing this and that your stepsister is doing this because you don't want to disappoint him. What do you do? Uh, I think I planned a perfect murder, I guess. Okay. You know? Of, of your stepsister, stepsister and your stepmom? Step-sister stepmom, you know? So if you get really angry at your at your dad because he doesn't notice, maybe blame it on him. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's the fall guy. Yeah. He's what motivated you to go and murder these people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I always had the thought, like, how do you, how would you plan the perfect thing? And maybe, I mean, <laughs> maybe just go and, and, and take, like, a tranquilizer, like, like pills, and just crush okay. them up a little bit. Yeah. And always put them in the drinks or whatever at nighttime, uh-huh. a little bit, uh-huh. so that you have just in your, a little bit. so the, that they get a, used to it. And then in the hair, you can see a history of, uh, of medication. Mm-hmm. And then one day, whoops, I guess they took too many. Mm-hmm. And that's that. 
Okay, so murder them. I guess, yeah, but that's just me, you know. I'm... Yeah, that's yeah, that's just you. It's just what you would do. It doesn't have to be everybody's choice. Exactly. Okay, great. What would you do? Uh, well, I like what you said. I like murder. Honestly, like, I wouldn't give a shit whether or not my dad was happy with this new bitch. I would just be like, I want these bitches out of my fucking house, all right? They're, like, beating me, tearing up my shit. Right. I don't care. You know, I'd be like, I would just tell my dad what's happening. This stupid idiot, she, like, kept it all close to her chest. All right. Let's say um, you're still the same girl. You're still Chung Seo, this middle school girl, okay? You're in love with a very rich boy. His name is Hongju, okay? And he's in love with you. You guys love each other. Aww. You're supposed to move to the United States and go to the same private high school as Songju when you finish up middle school. But your evil stepmom, all right, she fucking meddles. And she says that she doesn't want you to, she tells your dad that she doesn't want you to leave, okay? Because the ste- evil stepmom has a plan. She wants her child to marry Songju someday. So Songju is going to move to the U.S. and be away from you for four years. And you're going to be stuck in Korea with your evil stepmother and your evil stepsister and your aloof father. What do you do? I'll, I'll act out and give him cancer. <laughs> wait, wait, who, your dad? No, everybody. I'll just stress him out so Everybody. <laughs> give the long haul. Exactly. Okay. Give them all cancer. Okay, okay, okay. And- 30 years later, I'll be like, ha! (laughs) (laughs) I wrote it when I was 20. A little note. note. You're all going to die of cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you all cancer. And and look at you now. You all have it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's say say, uh, you're the evil stepsister now. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. You're, You're Yudi, the evil bitch. Your stepsister, Cheng Seo, she's headed to the airport to see her boyfriend, Songju, who's finally back from his studies in America. All right, so you're older now. But you want to stop your stupid fucking sister from seeing him because you want to be with Songju, all right? So you get in the car and you start driving recklessly and you accidentally hit Cheng Seo with your car and she's very badly injured. She looks dead. Meanwhile, Songju is waiting for her somewhere. Also, your your real brother, your own brother, he saw you do this. What do you do? Uh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. She is she still alive? She's alive, but she's unconscious. She's unconscious. Mm-hmm. I'll drive to the airport. Mm-hmm. Meet up with the guy, and he's rich, right? Yeah. Let's get out of here, baby. <laughs> Start a new life. Never look back. <laughs> There's nothing for even us here he... in Korea. <laughs> even though he's in love with the girl that's passed out? Well, she's dead. I don't know how to oh, break okay. it to you, but she died in a badly car crash. And <laughs> there was nothing to be done. It was her brother. Oh, okay. So you would blame it on the brother. Of course. Uh, oh, okay. How old is the brother? He's like in his twenties. In his twenties, does he? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe score some uh, some drugs somewhere. Just plant it in his room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. All right, more framing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more framing. Okay. 
Got it. Okay. Let's say uh, you're you're a whole new woman. Your name is Chisu. All right. You have no memory of your past life. You're just you're just some lady, and uh, you're very grateful to this man you're living with. His name's Chisu, and you you guys are dating. Okay. You're grateful to him and his father for rescuing you and taking you in from a fire that burned down your home and your whole family. Okay. One day. While you're outside, a random rich ass guy comes running to you, calling you Chungsa, and he hugs you, and he's crying, and he's asking, "Where have you been?" And you have no idea who this man is, but you also don't know your own past. What do you do? Be like, um, sorry, who are you? <laughs> do I do I know you? <laughs> He'll explain. I don't. Know, I guess. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't remember. Because I don't know me either. So it's like, yeah, I don't... tell me, tell me my story. Are okay. Are you my uncle? <laughs> That's a fancy car. I don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Is that the right answer? <laughs> there are no right or wrong answers. Just only better answers and worse answers. Okay, you're still this uh, amnesiac lady, Chisu. Right. Okay, one day your memory comes back. Oh. You remember everything, including how your stepmother used to beat the shit out of you. You remember getting hit by a car. You remember your long lost love, Songju. But Songju is engaged to your evil stepsister, Yuri. Fuck yeah, see, I told and you. You also now realize that your stepbrother lied to you, okay? The guy who claimed to have rescued you from the house, the burning house. He's your stepbrother who was in love with you. He lied to you and took away five years of your life. What do you do? I'll push the stepsister down the stairs. Because uh-huh. that's what you do in South America. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I'll just make a scene and storm out and... Reclaim my long lost love to to this other guy. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that that'll show right. her. That'll show her. That'll do it. Push her down some stairs. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're this rich guy, Songju. Okay. <clears throat> the love of your life, Chungsa, finally remembers who you are. She remembers who she is. You guys reunite. Okay. But then you find out that the accident she had years ago caused early onset blindness. You also learn that she is dying of cancer. What do you do? Do I still love her? Yeah. Well, just what is my what? What was I? What was I engaged with the other one? You were engaged with her stepsister, Yuri, the one that hit her with the car. I'll just take the, 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 the like, not the stepsister. I'll just go with the, with the broken one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the, with the brain damage. <laughs> Why? That seems like the the, the the right thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> Out of guilt? 
because she's broken. No, not out of guilt. I mean, if if you have if you always loved her, then why why wouldn't you want to be with that person? I guess even if if uh, it's okay. a short lived thing, it doesn't matter. She oh can't yeah, see. Right. it's her problem. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I'm rich. Can can pay for the help. I don't. I don't know. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. So you're back to being Changsa, the the blind girl with cancer. <laughs> blind girl with cancer. Great. Blind girl with cancer, yeah. Never works out, yeah. Okay, so you have eye surgery, okay? You wake up, and you can see. And the doctor tells you that your stepbrother, Teha, committed suicide and donated his eyes to you. So the eyeballs that are in your head right now are your dead suicidal brother's eyeballs. The one who kept telling you that he loved you, but you kept rejecting him. What do you do? I'll probably go like, ah, now I see his point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to scratch my eyes out. I can see again, you know, and uh, it was also the same dude that uh, that sort of kept this whole car hitting thing. So he just made up for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I think I'll forgive him mm-hmm. for the shitty thing, and I'll take mm-hmm. the ice. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> right, even you're even, Steven. Exactly. Okay, great, wonderful. All right. Is that is this that is a script you're writing? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the the show for the podcast K Drama School. <laughs> this is the K Drama that I'm talking okay, about. Okay. Okay. I did not write the script. I wish I could have written such a hilarious script. <laughs> I don't have it in me. I'm not as talented of a comedian to write such a funny fucking show. So that show actually exists? Yes. Yeah. It came out in like 2003 or 2004. Is it good? And it was a winter drama. Yeah. How many episodes? Spoiler alert. She does not live. She dies. <laughs> At the end, she dies of cancer though? She dies of cancer, yeah. She gets the eye surgery. That guy killed himself to give her the eyeballs. Still no good. She's still a dead woman. But know? did she like the eyes then? Was she like, thank you? And when she found out, she was horrified. You know? She was like looking at herself in the mirror, rubbing her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of freaky. I was like, ugh. <laughs> it's gross. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if I found out that, like, some guy killed himself in order to give me his eyes, I'd be like, that is fucking sick. Get these out of my head right now. Yeah, but I, I do feel like there's a lot of people that have that issue, like uh, sports people. That they oh. get, like, uh, like tendons or ligaments of, of dead people. Uh-huh. And then oh, some wow. people are really messed up mentally because they get that realization that there's a piece of a dead person inside of you. You yeah. Go like, it's oh, horrifying. Shit. Yeah, it is scary. Yeah, it's like there are two ways to look at it, I suppose, or maybe one more than two ways, but it's like it's either you're grateful, right. you know, but or you're freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> or or the third dimension, whatever that may be. <laughs> I'll find out when I take mushrooms on Sunday. Are you going to take mushrooms yeah. on Sunday? Mhm. Yeah, I rented out a cabin and everything. Ooh. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Nice. It was uh, it's lovely talking to you, man. Yeah, you too. 
Next week, I'm going to discuss a very underrated show called Thank You, which came out in 2007. So this is another old school show. I'm all about the old school shit. I'm old. The show stars Chang Hyuk and Kong Hyo Jin. I love both these actors so very much. It was a real treat to watch. The show is not a happy one. It's not a sad one either. There is intense uh, drama though, and there is an intense female strength behind it. And I relate to that. Um, I also did get a fan letter requesting that I cover the show Secret Garden. Okay, I'm happy to do this. I don't like the show necessarily, but I will rewatch it and I will cover the show because I got a fan letter requesting it. So if you guys have TV shows that you want me to discuss on this podcast, email me at kdramaschool at gmail.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at kdramaschool. Follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at kdramaschool. I also got some tweets talking about Penthouse 3 and how racist it is. I have a lot to say about that, but I'm not going to talk about it right now because I'm not about getting sucked into the negativity on Twitter. I know that that is the expectation. I'm just not going to give into it. So I'm going to talk about that way later when I feel like talking about Penthouse, which is not now at the moment. So thank you all for listening. You guys are the greatest. I will see you all next week.